self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artists what's going on people is your boy mr on point and i am fatty bear okay whatever that means i guess i'll find out sometime in the show also known as calamity red we are Conversation Con Artists back for another wonderful, fantastic episode. I am Mr. On Point. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send it to us that way. And we have some letters. We do. Uh, Brittany has to send us in some more clarification on the 144000 Which made me now more confused. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just wanted to clarify one part. When I said left behind, I meant of what's left in the world during the Revelation end times. They are the ones that will be remaining to go, not stay. There will also be Judgment Day where everyone will be accountable for what they do. Going to church, paying tithes, preaching, and etc. will not send you to heaven or hell, but your character. The prosperity gospels and the likes tell people that we are guaranteed, but the truth is we just don't know what the Judgment Day will look like. This is why Jesus' prophet came. He came to save us and show us a different way of thinking. Also, the Bible says that the only unforgivable sin is blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. I, now I'm more <laughs> because what I originally thought made more sense to me because I was like okay if that's the people that's going to be left behind because you know as time goes people die and get judged or whatever but like at the very end if 144,000 people are left that are going to be left behind that makes sense to me this is still why why 144,000 <laughs> that are going to be left behind to go? is everybody else have gone gone before them and they just gonna be i don't understand i don't know i think uh, i think um, i think it's maybe a hundred forty four thousand people was gonna be down here about to go to hell <laughs> afterwards okay after everybody after the uh rapture uh i think so that that makes more sense to me these numbers i want to know what these numbers that's such a specific <laughs> number 144 that's like not like 200,000, not some she nice said, round They are the ones that will be remaining to go, not stay. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't understand. I don't get it. I'm sorry, Brittany. We are we are lost right now. Yeah. It's Bible stuff. Yeah. You know, I just don't 60% get it. of Bible stuff triggers me <laughs> internally. So I, I just I like for, it out. I like for things to make sense. That's all I'm saying. Like, the, a lot of my issue with religion, and I'm really only Christianity, because I, I took a. Um, for no reason at all other than just because I thought it would be interesting. I took a master's level religion class when I was getting my master's. And... That's the only way you can do it. What? Do what? Take a master's level class. I, when you're getting your up, master's. Shut up. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. <laughs> anyway. Um, and so I learned a whole lot more about Jehovah's Witness through that class. I learned a lot more about Islam through that class. But... I just don't like for stuff to not make sense. And so much of the Bible just is not as far as my human logic goes. And I know it's supposed to be God. And so I guess it ain't supposed to make sense. But it's like all of these things, all of these miraculous, wonderful, crazy, amazing things happen. And then no shit happen now. 
ain't no ain't no major what well, we have floods but it isn't like the whole world is underwater and a big ass but like none of the like i think there's room for that shit to have happened but only described in the limited interpretation like they didn't have gps maps that showed like north america <laughs> all they seen when they stood up on a rock was water as Everywhere. far as they could see <laughs> And they was like, the world is flooded. <laughs> they just didn't know that they traveled 10 miles to the damn west, <laughs> that it was dry land. But they also didn't try. They just died because. What about the burning bush? The bush on fire that never burned. The bush itself never burned. It was on fire, but it was it didn't turn to ass when God was talking to him through the bushes. It was clearly a, a medical, a marijuana bush <laughs> or some kind of uh, hallucinogen, some peyote. Something was burning that clearly fucked their mental state up, had them hallucinating, and they thought the bush was burning forever. And you know what? They left the bush while they was high, and they couldn't find the fuck where it was, hence they didn't have GPS. So they just said, you remember that bush that burned forever? They just didn't know that if they went over there, it ain't burning no more. But he got the Ten Commandments. Um slabs during that time too like the bush was talking to him and then he had the and he went out and everybody was like this is what god says we can't do basically like none of that stuff happens anymore so i just don't understand how all of these miraculous people was having abraham you know 50 11 key well we have people that have 50 11 key but no i mean the same thing that moses supposed to be like 900 years old like really but that's was what he I really 900 years old <laughs> Or did they, like, they didn't have no calendar on the wall. <laughs> and I don't even know how the fuck sundials work. So and he, do sundials even work outside of the 24-hour <laughs> cycle? Like, can you really know what days and how long the days are and what days it is with that? Like, how would you have measured how many day, days and sunrise years? Sunrise and sunsets. How many sunrises and sunsets? Now, I don't know about years. That day you can do from sunrise to sunset, but, like, a year, I don't know. I think that there is room for a lot of stuff in the Bible to be true, but I also think that it's not possible for any of it to have the language that we use today for shit. <laughs> it's just different time. So to me, that means that the Bible is a bigger question mark than it is a solution for it to be <laughs> what we use to determine what our eternal salvation is going to be about. <laughs> Which, my rational and logic self goes to believe that it don't really matter. It don't really matter. Like, all of that extra stuff don't really matter. I mean, because God would know that we couldn't understand that stuff. Yeah. Right? But, so, the reason why everybody didn't see, it seemed that they were so strong in their faith is because these miraculous things were happening. It's like, oh, there is a God. Look at his amazing things that we can't do ourselves. Now, it's people, I got a new job. God is good. <laughs> like, it's like well, little, small, look, simple shit. Back then, it was like, wow, look at this rounded object rolling. <laughs> this is supernatural. <laughs> Amazing! They, they had carts and shit, buddy. You think cavemen with the well? The did, at the time, all they had horses and camels pulling carts and shit. I'm just saying, at know. some point, the little bitty shit that is little to us was big to them. Yeah, but like the stuff that's big to us is little to me. Like again, you people are like, it's like, oh, my bill got paid, and I didn't know how I was gonna get. It is never anything that's like miraculous for why people say God is real, because He helped them through little things. <laughs> so, 
it's just not the same. I don't know. I just don't understand. Yeah, it's never like uh, it's never like you open you open up your refrigerator and all your food been replaced with money. <laughs> it ain't never shit like that. <laughs> or it's never that you had nothing in your refrigerator and you open it. It is food in there. Like it's it's never like the fucking uh, loaf, the fish and the loaves of bread. He made he had one and it was you know he's able to feed everybody with it. Like that's you don't do that shit no more. <laughs> Or nothing like that happens anymore. I feel anymore. like that's an exaggeration. <laughs> I feel that I feel like the person who recorded that part of history is equivalent to when the black person get reviewed by the news. Oh, they geez. went to go find the person that was gonna get the most entertaining account of what happened. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened, boy. It was five hundred people out there. Five hundred people. <laughs> One of the, I counted every single one of them with 500 people, the little people, with big people, there's all kind of people. And Jesus went over to the water and he stood on the water. I ain't never seen no shit like that. He stood on the water. He could have danced on that shit. I ain't never seen it. I went and stepped on the same water because I thought that water was fake. I went down in the shit. He was standing on the water. He reached in and he picked up a fish. Now, I don't know people who fish who can get a fish that fast. He reached in, grabbed the fish, and he came out the water, and then he did his hand like this, and a piece of bread just appeared out of nowhere. And he fed all 500 people with that shit. <laughs> I feel like that's, that's probably the, like the person who like was- Like Sweet Brown. Like the person, exactly, like the person who was writing the story. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Cause they hide your kids, hide your wife. Uh, what's the other dude? I knew I knew it was a problem when two white girls run up into a black man's arms. <laughs> Where was it? A smooth getaway? <laughs> that was him, I think so. That was the the girls that uh old boy had had kept them locked up. That's for what I'm saying. Yeah, That's uh -huh. the, the black dude with the perm. Yes. He said it was a smooth getaway. <laughs> I just you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I feel like I feel like if they would have interviewed the right person. <laughs> They would have said, oh, there was about 11 of us. <laughs> and it did take Jesus about four hours to catch those fish. <laughs> you know? And, you know, we all kind of pitched in on the bread because clearly that's what we eat. We all had bread. So we kind of made it a thing. But because, you know, Jesus is Jesus. You know, he he been through his thing. You know, they embarrassed a little bit. <laughs> Oh, Brittany, I'm sorry if you be cringing during these little uh, <laughs> these little Bible moments. I really feel like you be cringing oh, and you be like, I heathens. can't believe I triggered heathens. this. We're heathens, but it's just I have questions based in logic. And anytime I had, I I hate it with my mom. You know, you have us going to church every Sunday. When I come and I ask you, I heard what he said, but what he said didn't make no sense. So now I'm asking you about what he said. The only thing she could say is, well, you don't question God. I ain't questioning God. God didn't come down here and tell me this. I'm questioning that pastor and I'm questioning you because you're telling me I should just believe this shit blindly and I just need answers. And this is my thing. <laughs> I made it all the way to being a grown ass man without any pastors that I can recall talking about Revelation. <laughs> Like why? Why would they not prepare me for this? Why wouldn't they bring up this number? You know, maybe because there's three thousand six of Christianity, and you know, whatever. But Brittany, I I hope you hear me saying that I don't think that the Bible ain't real because it don't make sense. I think that the interpretation is lost, just like the interpretation of how we speak is lost on old people. Well, Brittany, if I say to my grandma, I'm a no cap. 
She ain't gonna know what the fuck I'm talking about. I you said I know in general, like when a kid uses it, I I get it, but like I don't use it and I don't I thought we just had a conversation before we started recording. I thought no cap. I thought cap was short for something. No. I thought it was short for like a lot, but I could I was like, what the fuck could cap be short for? Capulation? Oh, I couldn't think of that thing. So it, it means lie. I'm more and I I'm a context clue champ. So I'm working with young kids, right? Young black kids, teenagers. He'd be like, y'all working with one kid who was trying to convince me he didn't do what they said he did. And he was like, no cap, Mr. Sharp, no cap. <laughs> I was like, fuck is he talking about? <laughs> but as, as I continue to understand the context by which he's saying, I meant this must mean that he is not, not embellishing uh, improperly. Um, but you know that's what black people use the language, recreate the language, and yeah, but, but you get lost out on it because I I have kids come out of the time and I'm like, what what does that mean? I just asked because at first I was like, oh, let me just figure it out because I look old as fuck. I am old. That's just what it is. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> what are you saying to me? I don't know what you mean. And I'm saying that the 50 year gap that. My grandma is lost on me when I say no cap. Mm. Is the two thousand plus year gap that we are lost on when we trying to interpret the Bible? So I'm saying that there is room for a lot of the Bible to be true, but there is also if the Bible is true and if it's if I'm gonna believe it's true, I also have to believe that a lot of it has been embellished upon and interpreted differently than reality. Otherwise, the fucking laws of physics and shit don't work. Jonah got spit out of a well and fell down into a group of people. <laughs> and he didn't have all of his organs splattered and his limbs broken. He didn't get digested. He in, in the gut of a whale. That shit, you in his digestive tract. The shit should, you like, should dude, be. I need to know more about the inside of whales. Like, how long can a human live inside of a whale before they get put out? And is the blowhole on a whale big enough for a human to come outside of, I think they're pretty big because whales are giant. So like in relation to a person, but, but I think, so. but I think they like. But I don't even think that's how that works. I think they seal up <laughs> when they go into the water. I don't yeah. think it's something that actively stays open. So I mean, I guess, but I guess he would have to like. And then is the inside of a whale all dry to where you can just stand in that it's bitch? It's not. No animal <laughs> on earth is like you got. Good, all your gushy shit is on the inside, blood and 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 bodily fluids and all of that shit is in there. Like, I'm just saying, if we can find one little instance where the Bible might be incorrect, we have to assume that there's a lot of little problems going on. Well, this is not the last time that, on this episode that we're going to talk about religion, so I apologize in advance, Brittany. <laughs> and everybody else who gets uncomfortable uh, yeah. when we talk about religion, but these are our struggles. It is. <laughs> So thank you, Brittany. Thanks, Brittany. Next letter is from Colin. Colin. So last week we uh talked to you, um Michael and Grace about y'all being some of the first people on the show. Yes. But uh Colin was not hearing it, okay? <laughs> The net title of his email is, oh, hell no. <laughs> you know, doggone well, I need to be one of the first guests too, Colin. He does. He absolutely does. My reply to Colin was, you know you already RSVP, man. Yes. I've been trying to find an opportunity to get Colin on the show. 
Um, and we're going to get all y'all on the show. And I just want to meet him. I've never met him in talk. person. I've never met Colin. Well, you're not going to meet him in person. He live in Washington now. Oh. <laughs> Skype. He is definitely going to be a distance. FaceTime. But we got to find out how to do it. Yeah. Uh, next one from Colin, episode 168. Y'all already know what time it is. Colin's live listen right in. Soldier Boy. I will never forgive Soldier Boy's statements about soldiers and veterans. He's definitely garbage. On top of that, I need you guys to discuss to discuss this Chris Brown stuff and maybe something like a top five canceled celebrities discussion. Chris Brown has been canceled for me since what he did to Rihanna, but he's for sure canceled now. Other candidates, clearly, are Kelly, Kunye West, and Steve Harvey. What do you guys think? We're going to talk about Chris. We're going to talk about Chris That's Brown. That's one of the stories. Um, R. Kelly, for sure, for me. I mean, I've been stopped fucking with him, but I just don't, you know. Who else it? I'm oh, Kanye. Yeah, fuck Kanye. We're going to talk about him today, too, actually. Yeah, though. fuck all of them. Um, <laughs> Steve Harvey. What's Steve Harvey do to get canceled? Um, he met with Trump. I know. And I just don't like Steve Harvey. I'm, I'm not a fan. I don't, but I don't. So I don't know what he's done because I don't really keep up with that. Listen, let, the saddest, the saddest instance of a celebrity being canceled is Chris and Michelle, man. Yeah, because that was a hundred percent preventable. <laughs> like how, like her husband even said, "Don't do this." Niggas was gonna pay her to not do it. She said that she could be the bridge. Between the what in the hell about Chris and Michelle that she thinks she could be a bridge about? What the who the hell gassed her up? I do not know because everybody quest uh, quest like everybody was like, don't do it, don't do it. We'll help you. I'll pay. Like, don't do it. And she was just, I had on a Basquiat dress and the. This is what happens when you don't understand what the culture does for you, okay? Now, I'm not saying that you got here without work on your own, but you stay here because of the culture, okay? Hence, R. Kelly done stayed here because of the culture, even though his motherfucking ass should have been sidelined long ago. Yeah. You get here on some of your own merits before the culture know you. The culture bring you up and the culture keep you here. And the culture can release your ass when we get ready. Chrisette was sad. Chrisette was 100% preventable. <laughs> she was relatively talented. She had some good songs that was in my playlist. People liked her. She was not problematic. Like nobody had an issue with her before she still started doing it. And then the justification after she, you know, I was in there with my Basquiat. First of all, none of them white people knew who the fuck your skirt was from. Okay, let's just and maybe not even know who Basquiat is in the first place. That did nothing but alienate you from black folks. Like it didn't make no bridges. It didn't make anybody in that room believe think anything differently because your black ass was up there singing. Chris said, "Sorry." Oh, Stacy Dash, of course. I don't give a fuck about her. Hadn't gave a fuck. I never really. Stacy just been somebody that was cute, you know. She's been pretty, and actually, when she started all of this, um, cooning for the white folks shit, you know, she has stayed young looking her whole life, whole whole life. Just and then after she started this shit, she started aging. <laughs> That age and that that melanin stopped helping her ass out. She look her age now. She was looking young before then. So she's of course she canceled, been canceled, never be uncanceled because she's just so stupid. 
Then they fired her ass after they got through using her, which is what everybody knew was gonna fucking happen. Like Erica Badu walking the fine line of cancellation. Yes, it's Taraji. We're gonna talk about that too, though. Um, I'm not really a big fan of cancel culture, and I don't really call it. I don't cancel is. I just. I just got people I don't fuck with because you do shit that I don't agree with and I have the right to not fuck with you. I don't really call it canceling. But cuz I've been doing that before cancel culture started. Um so, yeah. Man, I be don't learn about your heroes, man. No. They, they don't learn about your heroes. I never I mean, imagine how much horrible shit um your favorite singles was doing <laughs> before social media and shit came about. Oh yeah. Like we could probably go look up all kind of shit. Oh, like Bill Cosby. Yeah, Bill Cosby, them articles in Ebony Magazine in the 70s that talked about his rapes. Mm -hmm. Like, that shit been going on. Like, it, you know. It has. But they, you know, get away with it. But now, like, that shit is in your face. Um, Any more cancel celebrities? Are there any young cancel celebrities? Yeah, I don't really fuck. Apparently, oh, uh, Tory Lanez. I don't. First of all, let me just say personally, I thought Tory Lanez was an R and B person because <laughs> I don't know nothing about Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez tweeted out that he is this amazing rapper who could go bar for bar with any of your favorites, and that Drake and somebody else declined to like go bar bar for bar with him. And it's like, yeah. I'm sure they did. I'm not finna go like that. Ain't even worth their time, my nigga. First of all, I honestly thought Tory Lanez was more like a R&B kind of like um, what's the other guy's name? Um, he's on that song with her that everybody loves. Um, could have been. I know you're talking about. I can't think of it. He, but he is what I put like with with Tory Lane. Like it's like this singing, rapping kind of, but not like hardcore hip hop. Like you gonna go bar for bar with no fucking rap artist type shit. But apparently he came out and was like talking all of this shit, and it's like Tory, <laughs> are you even that popular like that anymore? Is he? I don't even know. I don't know. You're supposed to feel like you're, uh, you're supposed to feel like that about yourself as a rapper. Is it? I didn't know he was a rapper. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, he told you he was a rapper. <laughs> but but I did. Okay. whether you knew it or not, <laughs> now that you know, <laughs> you can have this conversation based on that. Well, what are, I, all the songs I heard from this nigga? He was doing that singing shit. So like, I, maybe I just don't. I don't really give a fuck about him. So maybe I just don't know his his songs like that but like i was not aware that he thought tory lanes was in the bathroom pissing on the urinals down for me i wouldn't know who the fuck he was <laughs> i'd be like damn he got a a, a powerful stream <laughs> <laughs> look you never look you never look to, to i know the, you never I, look. I learned about um but you can hear how hard a person peeing <laughs> I was next to an old dude that sounded like he was peeing yogurt. <laughs> you know how yogurt sound if you pour it on the floor? <laughs> that poor man needs to go to the doctor. <laughs> he probably just came from the doctor. He Ooh. probably ain't got number two more years to live. Jesus, that sounds terrible. I don't My want Lord. that. No. <laughs> don't. Yogurt meat. Uh, Jesus. Okay, and we have Grace. 
Um, Grace was just letting me know that, you know, we got to get a time up together so that we can have a, a conversation about Jehovah, um, Witness. Jehovah Witnesses. But we, we going to have these conversations, y'all. Um, but that's all we got from everybody this okay. week. Well, we're going to address some of the stuff that was asked in some of the stories. So I guess we could just hop on into that. Uh, if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcallartists at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Call Artists, and send it to us that way. Um, so the reason I'm Fatty Bear this week is because, so originally I saw this video um, of some older women twerking. And I mean, it's, it's, it's Instagram, so like that doesn't necessarily mean anything. But then I read the caption, and the caption is by somebody named Thaddeus Matthews, and he says, "I bet your church too stuck up to have fun, soulful Sunday in the jam of Naked Truth Liberation and Empowerment Ministries every Sunday from three to six p.m." So these are women twerking at a church event. So. Then that took me to see if this was, in fact, a real church or if this was just like a skit and it was supposed to be funny. No. No, it's not. That is uh, L. Matthews is the pastor of Naked Truth, Liberation and Empowerment Ministries. And it is in Memphis, Tennessee. (laughs) And when I tell you that this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. This is the most loose use of the word church that I think I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) I just went to go look him up and I know who this is. How do you know him? Because he had a video a while back. He had took a picture with a woman who had her cleavage out and the church was saying that it was inappropriate for him to take that picture with her. And he put out a video and he said, hey, I want to let y'all know that I'm a man of God, but I'm also a radio personality. Apparently, he's a radio personality. He's known as the cursing pastor. But he said, if any man is sitting next to a nice set of titties like that (laughs) and don't, like, embrace them, then there's something wrong with that man. And he said, I understand I'm a preacher, but you motherfuckers going to stop coming for me like I'm not a radio personality. And I have different hats that I got to wear. And I'm like, this a pastor? (laughs) Yeah, I did not know this was who that was. He has... um, (laughs) He has an album that he sells. Um, Each of these songs, though, are expensive like ten dollars i didn't found my good thing i'm not gonna play the songs but it, i didn't found my good thing is a is a song about being single and seeing all these other people together and uh that they have snippets so the snippet because i haven't heard the whole song is just him basically he's sitting in a room with a bunch of couples and he he wondering when he gonna get his person in it. and and in walks this woman <laughs> like the, if y'all Listen, go and look up Naked Truth, Liberation, and Empowerment Ministries. And he sells erector coffee, male sexual stimulant coffee, maximizes your erection potential, 
arouses you with the thought of sex will set your libido on fire. <laughs> this is on the church's website. <laughs> he also sells autographed portraits of himself looking like a pimp with this <laughs> with a cigar in his hand, like looking at the camera all small. <laughs> so you can get an autographed picture of him for ten dollars. Okay, 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 okay. I found a video. I'm finna play this video. All right, y'all, y'all listen up. I see that some of you as men have a problem with me posting a picture of a fan who dropped by my office and I'm laying my head on her titties. When did men start having problems with another man laying his head on a set of titties? I'm a man. I'm a pastor, yes. If your pastor does not admire a beautiful woman, he must admire a beautiful man. Please understand that pastors are men too. And you need to understand that when I'm on this page, it's all about business, it's all about marketing, it's all about branding. It ain't all about the church. I am a pastor who happens to be a television talk show host. So I don't give a fuck what you think. I like pussy, I like women, and I'm going to keep on liking it. Now, if you don't like none, try your something. You might like it. <laughs> what? Do y'all want to hear this coming from your pastor? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, who let this man get away with this? <sighs> See, this is the kind of thing that blurs the line between, like, Biblical <laughs> accuracy and like, how do you know? How do you know what God's threshold is? Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, we hear that and we like, man, God made titties. I mean, can <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they didn't call it that back in Moses' day, but is it a problem? I mean, you know, you know. If I was somebody who went up to go and talk to a pastor and he laid his head on my chest, that's a little problematic for me. I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? But see, the thing is, in his situation, that fan did not come to him as a member of his con congregation. She came to him as a radio show personality. He's still a pastor. Well, but that, she don't got nothing to worry about for that. What? She can come in there strip down butt naked if she want to. <laughs> she don't got the allegiance to God that he's supposed to have. <laughs> if she comes strip down butt naked, then he should tell her to leave. But if he doesn't, then his congregation is criticizing him for interacting with a fan of his. That's why he's trying to compartmentalize business and church but if you're so back to the video that sparked all this his members is twerking it like they you y'all in here twerking and dancing from three to six y'all really the surprise that pastor putting his head on on somebody's chest it like feels like the term church is used very loosely <laughs> in this situation it's probably more an organization <laughs> or a gathering of like minds because ain't no traditional no. church member. Like, if you walk by that church and it looked like a church on the outside, and you was just like, I'm going to try me a new church today. And you walk in there and see people twerking up next to the microphone, next to the keyboard, under the Ten Commandments. 
You ain't finna stay. My barber would have the hardest that if I was like, because my mama, you know what? I wish I lived in Memphis because my mom was always on my ass about not going to church. <laughs> I would so take her to this fucking church. I absolutely would. That'll fuck you and your mama relationship up. You know it. I would. I would be like, I. You know, somebody told me about this church. I've never been, but thought I'd give it a try. <laughs> No. I wouldn't tell her I knew it was some fuck. Your mama would know your ass up to some shenanigans. Just like she knew all them times you tried to kill your damn brother. Yeah, she did. She'll know. Your mama's smart. The reason why I was Thaddy Bear is because that's his singing. That's what he sing up. <laughs> so his album, I didn't find, or this, I guess it's a single. I didn't find my good thing. By Thaddeus Matthews, also known as the Thaddy Bear. <laughs> what? And then he got standing on the edge about to fall and you caught me. And it's him. It, it's like a picture of him standing on a cliff, like looking up. <laughs> It's ridiculous. This, Go look up that is Matthews and be prepared to be irritated. If you're like super entertained, you're gonna be, either you're going to be entertained or you're going to be super irritated. If you're like Naked Truth Liberation and Empowerment Ministries. Um, so, yeah, Memphis, Tennessee, if you're in the Memphis area. <laughs> so we segued into the into religion from the uh, dialogue we just had. Let's go on into the. Uh, Chris Brown stuff since uh, since that was a part of Colin Letter too. So Christopher Brown, if you don't know, Chris Brown is in Paris shooting a music video apparently, and while he um, is there, because he's still currently there, he was arrested because he was accused of rape. Uh, and of course, you know Chris Brown is somebody that has had a very problematic history with women. Starting with Rihanna and him putting his hands on her and him putting his hands and stalking Karuchi and throwing phones and hitting women and throwing ch- like he has just had a very violent history. Um, so when this came out, people were, you know, automatically cancel culture came in and, and was canceling him. Well, then um, there were all these, you know, different stories coming out about what happened and who was there, and how many people were there, and was Chris there, and was Chris's girlfriend there with him. And then a story came out where the police in Paris, you know, didn't or uh, allegedly didn't believe um, the story given to them by the young lady because apparently there were too many holes in the story. And, you know, this, this, is just I you know I hate to say I hope it's true (laughs) because I you mean that means that she was raped but I say that only because as much as people with common sense knows that there are less instances of women lying about being raped to get people in trouble and more instances of women actually being raped for the people who want to to push forward this idea that all of these people just make up this stuff on these folk I need for her to not be one of those people because it just kind of serves to further make it difficult for women that actually got raped. If, if it didn't happen, if it did happen, this is just another instance of Chris Brown 
and this downward spiral he seems to be having since the whole Rihanna thing. He just ain't, you know, that day was the last day that Chris Brown was loved by everybody. Um, And so for this one, I get because of all these different stories. and It's not, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this one. Um, It's not like the one with the girl did you see what she attempted suicide the girl that was on the video that they got the video of being raped in the club she apparently attempted suicide i don't think she succeeded i think it was an attempt but it is a situation where you have a video showing that she's obviously being raped so like i don't know I don't know how I feel about this one. I really don't have... I mean, I already wasn't really fucking with Chris anyway, so, like, I don't know that this is going to change <laughs> as far as, like, cancel culture is concerned because I already really wasn't listening to him like that. So, you know, it's not like I got to send back concert tickets or something because I already want fucking with him like that. I, I, I don't want it to have happened. I don't want it to be true. Even at that cost. I don't. The reality is, people lie about stuff. They do. Uh, but I don't. I, the reason that, the reason that this is as big of a problem as it is, is because we have a culture in our society that immediately comes to the aid of men, mm-hmm. and it's a long history of, of 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 people coming to the aid of men when stuff like this happens, especially when it's men that we care about. But even men that we don't even know about who just play golf with the police chief and all these different connections have been able to get away with a lot of shit that mm-hmm. women have gone through. And I don't I just don't think her line was still it validates some shit in the minds of these people who going through this shit, but like it don't do nothing to the entirety of why this has come about. I think we need to change the culture. I think that there's a culture that exists where a woman can appropriately make these kind of allegations and is taken seriously enough to see what may have happened what may not have happened um in the situation with nelly clearly him and that woman had sex yeah but the interpretation of whether she wanted it and how she wanted it and his interpretation is where it differs i think there's room to come to those definitions and understand what somebody might have been wrong and somebody might yeah not have but we ain't open up enough as a society. And the word rape is so harsh that men don't want to be tied to it because it fuck you up when you hear that shit. Well, and if it didn't happen, then she ain't shit because back into what you just said about rape being something that you don't want to be tied to. That is one of those things where there are certain things that you can be accused of that even if you get found not guilty, it's certain people going to look at you a certain way. Uh, I, and I've said this on the show before as far as uh, like the Michael Jackson situation. Me, if I was a parent and I had a child and I knew that Michael Jackson had been accused of these things, even though he had not been found guilty of it, my fucking kid wouldn't have went over there. Because I, you know, I know in my mind that there are people who, who do things and get away with them and there are people that do things and get um, punished for them. So, for me, I wouldn't send my kid over. Anybody that's been accused of some, like, I'm not going to send my kid over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to be a lot more cautious. And I feel like there are certain allegations that you can make against somebody that regardless of what how the outcome is, they're going to be forever tied to that kind of shit. Um, 
And actually, I have a cousin who is going through that now with a friend of hers. They both work at the same place. He's like a, you know, he's like an awkward, socially awkward kind of guy. Um, uh, white guy, kind of, he like anime and video games. and. What's wrong with anime and video games? For people that don't watch anime and don't play video games, that could be, and for you to be an adult, it could be deemed as you being weird. Um, I don't think it's weird because I, I play video games and I've watched the, you know, here or there anime. I ain't big into anime, but I know it's just another genre of shows that people watch. But for people who are not into that kind you of stuff. You know what's weird, Karen? <laughs> Using a string to tie fabric together. That's fucking weird. Huh? We gonna talk about that? <laughs> you know what's weird, Margaret? <laughs> Sitting in front of the goddamn TV, watching General Hospital and fake drama scenarios. That's weird. You want to talk about anime? You want to talk about video games? You know where that arthritis in your hands came from? Not working them enough. You know where my hands are strong at? My thumbs, because I play video games. Gertrude. <laughs> these names, Jesus. This old white woman stuff. It is. Well, it's, these are young black people, though, at the in the workplace that think that he's weird. Uh, I wouldn't think he's weird because, I, you know, I'm a little bit more, I'm able to, like, be more of a chameleon and, and kind of be where I'm at and be with, around the people that I'm around and fit in. But this guy sound like he just is who he is and he don't have none of these other things that maybe he could talk about that would make it a little bit more... He talk about what he knows and what he knows is so, video games and anime. So you're saying that the people who work with him are young black people? Yeah. Not older white people? Yes. You know what's weird, Denisha? <laughs> you putting a dog face on yourself on a snap and sticking your tongue out. You're not an animal. You're a human. But anime and video games are weird, huh? Chantrell, you know what's weird? Having all them meats coming around your life. Jesus. Huh? I'm a celibate video game anime watcher. I don't have to go get my STDs checked before. That's weird. I hate you so much. Everybody's shit is weird. Yes, but people that again, that's not like mainstream cool. That's that you know. That's that shit in the black community where like some black women would rather you go to the bar and get drunk because that that's normal than stay at home playing yeah. a video game. Look, my little brother go through this shit. William, you know William. William is a, he would be considered weird to a lot of people. He's not super social with the people he don't know. He loves anime to the point where he got his favorite anime shows emblem tattooed on his fucking body and he goes to comic-con and and he play video games and that's what he know he draws and most of the shit he draws is in the anime form like that's who he is and so he has a lot of problems sometimes hanging in groups of black folks now he's better you know he he knows a little bit of other stuff now so he can kind of like shift if he needs to but but you know younger him people thought he was weird because that's the kind of stuff that he was into so people assume that this guy is weird now my cousin has gotten to know him they're friends and they're cool so i said all that to say that recently he was accused of child abuse sexual assault on a child specifically and was 
arrested at his job. And so the problem is that even if he gets found not guilty, the people that they work with have decided, oh, he's weird and we knew something was go, you know, something was off with him and so now his whole life or his reputation or how people view him could forever be changed because of an allegation that may or may not be true. Now my cousin doesn't think it's true. She know, you know, she uh, now I don't know if that's just because she doesn't want it to be true because you know she doesn't want to have been friends with somebody that was capable of something like that or if she actually believes that he didn't do it his mother is in his corner and mom doesn't believe it like he has a support system of people that are like no nah. and this was something that was supposed to have happened four years ago but um I said all that just to say that when these allegations are made this made people look at folks so like it you know if it isn't true, then old girl is fucked up for that because Chris, again, already has not the greatest of reputations. And so it's going to be easier for people to believe this about him just because of his history with women. And if he didn't do it, then that's fucked up. He made shirts. Um, he has a clothing line. I think it's Black Pyramid or something Pyramid. And um, he made shirts that say this bitch lying. But see that, and and this goes into my problem with Chris Brown. Um, even if the shit didn't happen, you know, and you know because of what's going on. But uh, let me see, before I say that, do we even know what the like uh, culture in Paris is as it pertains to believing women about sexual assault? Mm -mm, I don't know. Like that, that just might be a culture where they ain't, they ain't got no outcry like we got. Mm -hmm. You know, they still might have a situation where the police don't take this shit seriously. You know, and maybe him being an American celebrity got something to do with it. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, we don't know what the culture looks like to say that. You know, to me, that well, all this stuff need to be taken seriously. But what made me really mad about Chris Brown is that he's going into the range of abuse that he did with Rihanna, except it's verbal and not physical. Like, just let the shit go. Like, yeah. why you want to stay connected to this situation? If it didn't happen, it didn't happen. Let it go. But he got he got shirts talking about this bitch lying. Same he's, thing for Nelly. Nelly just came out and said he want the uh, identity of his false accuser to be known. You know what I'm saying? Like, Chris let the a, shit go. Chris just also filed a def, uh, defamation suit against the girl as well. He has um, brought a defamation suit against her. So, man, I, I wouldn't want to be connected to that shit no more. And he's still, I mean, I don't think he's, because he wasn't done shooting the video. So, when they let him out, I don't, I don't think he immediately left Paris. I think, hell, I think they might even still be over to him. Because him and his new girlfriend, who weirdly looks like Karuchi, I guess he got a type. Uh, it's weird, but she's still over know, with him. I think we. I think we do need to give full credence to women when this stuff go out, but I think that the investigation of these things need to be taken seriously. And I just don't think every single police force, every single group that this stuff is reported to is ever going to be taken at the same level of seriousness based on the culture well, of that particular environment. And 
back to the young lady that got raped in the club there's a fucking video and still there were both men and sadly enough women say well she's married why was she in the club she's married why was she taking a drink that somebody bought her she's married why would why does she um have on that outfit or not have on underwear in the club or just all of these things where it's like does any of that shit matter the question you should be asking is why did this nigga rape her what really y'all victim blaming like this even with a video i didn't watch the video i i can't watch shit like that so i didn't watch the video but apparently it was very graphic and she was very clearly saying no stop help me apparently i didn't watch the video i can't watch it but it's like even when you have video recorded evidence where you can see what the fuck it's still well why was she doing this and she shouldn't have been doing that it's like oh my god really folks Jesus. That's why. But like I said, I just, you know, let that shit go, man. Let that shit go. Defamation suit. He can't get nothing out of it. This is for principle. This is like why they do this shit. Yeah, because she ain't got no, uh, yeah. she probably ain't got no money. Too. And you know, and the reality is, this this same culture is the one that led her to wait two days to do it. You know, instead of doing it immediately. Where yeah. if she had sperm from him inside of her, then the question wouldn't be whether they had sex or not. It would have been whether she wanted you know, it or not. She wanted it or not. Yeah. You know, so I mean, the unfortunate part of being abused is that you do have some responsibility in making the best case for what happened to you, because we know the society we got. Mm-hmm. The society we got is one that needs that evidence without the shadow of a doubt in this situation. And it don't look like she had it, and it looked like her story w- was falling apart. I just think that we need to do our diligence in getting to this part of the dialogue to see what, you know, what what's what. That being said, I, I canceled, uh, I ain't going to even say I canceled Chris. Um, but Chris's music changed after that Rihanna situation. It did. It became way too mature for what I, I liked him for on his first two albums. Yeah. And after that, I just was not concerned with Chris Brown anymore. Yeah. So, I don't even remember the last song of his that I was like, cause that I like that little Dicky song, but cause of little Dicky, not because of that Freaky Friday song where they swap places. Just because of little Dicky was funny, but like, yeah. And I think he did that to show. I think that was his attempt to show that he had grown and matured. The reason why the shift in the music occurred, but it didn't. It didn't do what he thought it was gonna do. I feel like. It's naturally the kind of music he wanted to make, but I feel like they probably pushed him to make this young boy and young kid music when he started off um, because that's what they do. They utilize you for what they can utilize. And he could dance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know for the longest time that he was over six feet because usually really tall people are not. He could dance. Like, the way he dances is how I would expect somebody short to dance. <laughs> like, I didn't even realize he was as tall as he is for the longest time. But um, but you know my story is going to hit a lot of people where it hurts potentially, because we're talking about the same topic. But we always have this conversation, and in this conversation, I say, so what about when it becomes somebody that you love? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care about canceling R. Kelly, Chris Brown, Steve Harvey, Chris at Michelle. I ain't care about any of them because they haven't been people that I follow to that degree, but. Somebody followed all of them people enough to where they either were decided not to stop following them and cancel them, 
despite what they was going through uh, mm-hmm. or what they have done, or it was a really, really hard decision for them to not do so. Mm-hmm. So it looked like this Neverland documentary is going to be a problem for Michael Jackson's perception. I just... <sighs> and a lot of people have been critics these days on how people are making so much money off of documentaries exposing stuff and I don't know where I am with that like it's clear like what's the purpose of this right here you know what's the purpose of this I don't know that's what like what's the purpose of a documentary on a person that's dead that's done by somebody that's not the victims you know what I'm saying like I would understand the victims and people connected to the victims trying to figure out how to get their story out because clearly if it happened Michael Jackson didn't get mm-hmm. the consequences he should have got but like it make do do make it seem like somebody is just looking for a celebrity yeah. that may have some skeletons in their closet and they go to try to expose them and it brings I, about recognition I feel like the difference between that and the R. Kelly R. Kelly is still out here predator, being a predator and victimizing folks like you know that is something that is still currently because like at this point if you're a young black girl mm-hmm. and you go hanging out with r kelly you know what you you should know what you're getting into now i'm not saying that to blame but what i'm saying is i think that is gonna make a lot of girls run away yeah that look it's at not him gonna make yeah. them go get in you know uh uh interaction with r kelly yeah they're gonna Michael's- be like no r kelly i seen that documentary <laughs> hell no everybody R. Kelly over here talking to me. I'm 15. Come and get him. I feel like that. That's what it would do. And it served a purpose. But like with Michael Jackson, one, this is not something that has not already. That was a huge thing when it happened. You know, it was all over worldwide news. I just, I don't know what the purpose of doing that to him now with him being dead. R. Kelly made sense to me. And my question is, though. If that documentary is as incriminatingly or seemingly incriminating as the R. Kelly documentary, what do we do with that? You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, with R. Kelly, again, he's still benefiting from... Michael Jackson dead. Like, if it it is that, what do we do? I mean, his estate has gone to, I think his mom and the kid. Like, what are you, what would be the purpose, I guess? And, you know, the way that I looked at, the way that I looked at, you know, somebody who you value that does something problematic, it doesn't mean that you have to erase their whole existence from your memory banks. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you have to alter the things that you value that they created at a time before you knew about this because it's so many moments in your life that these things can be tied to and you don't want to taint those moments with another person's retroactively applied bullshit Mm -hmm. you know but so to me that means everything michael jackson did wouldn't have to be compromised because this like he went through the court of law to determine that this shit didn't happen Mm -hmm. You know, that goes back into that culture where he might have been protected because he was a celebrity. He might have had the money that the other people didn't. It's a number of things that could have happened that indicate that this did happen. Mm -hmm. But, like, they just didn't win in court. But, like, 
it just don't seem to be a purpose of doing something like this other than trying to build notoriety, trying to get some fame, trying to create something that a lot of people are going to watch that's going to get you paid. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand. But the question becomes, because of that, do we invalidate it if it looks like it's legit? Like if the victims um, from back then come out and say that this stuff happened, it just didn't get, they didn't get enough credence to them because they were children. When they, when, you know, the case, like, what do we, I mean, I, I, well, I guess I'm interested in what people do with that. Because I'm not even that invested in Michael Jackson. I really not that invested in nobody about shit, well, to be honest. But, but I feel like, my, you know, Michael Jackson was openly mocked. Like, I, it's probably not a comedian out there that has done a live set that has not made before he died anyway I think they do it less now since he died but before he niggas was making mad jokes about Arkell I mean not Arkell about um, Michael Jackson messing with kids and being up in trees and like it's not like I, his case is one of those cases where people even though he was found not guilty, still believed public it. Public opinion. Public opinion did not destroy find him Michael not. Jackson. Yeah. So like But what? it didn't destroy Michael Jackson, but it definitely created a new dialogue about him that probably fucked him up mm-hmm. internally. I mean he I mean there were jokes made all the time. Like it's less now since he died, but before he died, I can think uh I, I all of them were making jokes about him and people in general were making jokes about him being a pedophile and, and sleeping with kids and so i don't know what it would change as far as there are a lot of people who already believe that but to speak to you saying uh before social media how all of these stars and celebrities were doing crazy shit with women and all of this and I, I the last time we talked about this i could not remember who it was but i know now so sam cook mm-hmm Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sam Cooke got killed. He got murdered. And Bobby Womack... (laughs) Bobby Womack moved in and married Sam Cooke's widow very, very shortly after he died. And Sam Cooke family came over and whooped Bobby Womack ass. And Sam Cooke wife still stayed with him. Now, here's the kicker. (laughs) Sam Cook's wife stayed with Bobby Womack and probably four or five years into them being married, Bob she came home and caught him with her daughter. Bobby Womack and her broke up. He continued making music with the daughter and then the daughter ended up marrying Bobby Womack's brother. <laughs> Talk about messy. <laughs> and I forgot how I even came about this. I don't even remember. Um, Do you know anything about Chuck Berry? Mm-mm. Not like who, his personal life. You know, Chuck Berry was like, uh, he was a well-loved black artist in front of a whole bunch of white crowds. Mm-hmm. It turns out that like he had a fetish for dating or getting with white hookers. And farting in their face. <laughs> what? Yeah. What kind of fucking fetish is that? I don't know, man. I feel like that. How do you even control? Like, it's not. Does he eat gassy stuff I before? I guess so. I don't know. Farts aren't really controlled things. Like, I mean, I guess you could eat stuff you know gives you gas. That's weird. I feel like that's the most disrespectful legal thing you can do to a white person back then. <laughs> <laughs> well, like. 
like if she were to go to police and say, hey, a nigga farted in my face. <laughs> and, you know, they're going to be like, so well, you're clearly a hooker. Um, did he pay you? Well, yes. Um, did you put your face back there on purpose? Or was this like a, like he forced you type thing? Well, it wasn't, he didn't really force me to do it because I saw the video. That's so he fucking weird. It was like a surprise to the women. <laughs> like Chuck Berry knew the scoop. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> that is so fucking weird. Um, Sam Cooke's death was weird. He was in a hotel, white lady up front, white lady said he came in, attacked her, she shot and killed him. And when the police got there, he had on a sports jacket and shoes, but no shirt, no pants, and no underwear when they got there. Um, and so, of course, his family feels that some other shit happened. Um, so, that's how he died. But then after he died, um, I'm trying to see how far after... Um, How far after his death? It was shortly after. Bobby Womack apparently won shit. Okay, so then after I started looking into Bobby Womack, that nigga was terrible. (laughs) Bobby Womack was out here doing all kind of bullshit even before he got with Sam Cooke's wife and then her daughter. Like, how much, how, how bad do you have to feel as a woman that you went to bat and married this nigga, even though you knew people was talking shit about you for doing it. Then he turned around and leave you for your daughter. <laughs> and this is why whenever my mama talk about y'all, I don't want to hear that shit because y'all had a whole lot of bullshit going on. Y'all just didn't have social media to keep track of it. But there was a lot of shady shit. <laughs> of course. Going on with these artists that were loved and music that everybody still have at, at barbecues and shit. Bobby Womack won shit. But apparently Sam Cooke won shit either because Sam Cooke had like three out of marriage kids. <laughs> he was married to one woman, had kids with other women. So I'm scrolling down Bobby Womack albums. This man got so many albums. And he made a song about... We talked about this before. That I was looking yeah. for a song. It's called I Wish You Didn't Trust Me So Much. <laughs> the song was basically about uh, his best friend <laughs> trusting him with his woman when he was alone with her. He was like, I wish he ain't tr- I wish he ain't trust me to be with your bitch. <laughs> Basically was the gist of the song. Basically. Yes. A lot of shit. Bible all made one shit. His music and you know, it's like you hear the songs and like, oh, somebody wrote that. He thought it sounded good. He sang No. A lot of them these were instances and situations that they had gone through. <laughs> Apparently he was out here fucking people bitches. Mm-hmm. But Sam Cook family came and whooped that ass. <laughs> Linda Steele, Linda was his wife's name. Linda Steele married Bobby, but it was after he got his ass whooped. His brothers came over there and whooped his ass. Well, <laughs> Bobby Womack's still alive, ain't he? I think so. I'm not sure. Nope. He's he died not. in 2014. Okay. Crazy. He had another song called If You Don't Know Me By Now. It- You'll never ever ever know me. <laughs> like if you don't know I've been fucking your bitch by now, <laughs> you ain't never gonna know. Never gonna figure it out. He got a song. If you think you're lonely now, wait until tonight, girl. <laughs> I ain't coming home. <laughs> I'm with Sam wife. <laughs> oh, they were so terrible. And your sister. 
Jesus. Uh, what was who was his name that sang Cheaper to Keeper? No idea. It's cheaper to Keeper. Basically, don't leave your wife because you're going to take all your money. Oh, what is his name? Johnny Taylor. Johnny Taylor had a crazy. All of them was living crazy ass lives. Like, I mean, when, when you don't have a record of what's going yeah. on, it's the shit you can get away with. <laughs> well, see, we got records today. Yeah. That's the only difference. That's what I be telling them. Like, y'all just did not have the ability to have all of this stuff on record. It's not that it wasn't going on. So anytime she be talking about young folks or these young artists, or, uh-uh, uh-uh, don't do that with me. <laughs> As I know about some of these artists that y'all was loving and listening to. She used to love Al Green. She thought he was just so handsome. Al Green wasn't shit neither. No, they call him Al Grits because one of the women he was with threw grits, hot grits on his ass. <laughs> she thought Al Green was handsome. Was Al Green handsome? I think he was. I must ha- just recognize him after the grits. He just oh oh he he was handsome like 70, 60, 70s version. Okay, of okay, I see. Yeah, he, he was, was getting bitches. He was getting bitches. Lots of bitches apparently, and when uh, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like I can't I can't say he's attractive, but I can say <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Them hoes was at him. You know what I'm saying? They were. So much so that some woman he was supposed to have been with that he cheated on threw hot grits on his ass. So hot grits didn't do enough. No, made her feel better, but he was still getting bitches. He Al Green. Let's stay together, please. It's Al Green. <laughs> That's what it's about. Tired of being alone. He was never alone. Are you tired of being alone? You never by yourself. <laughs> Tired of on my own. All right. Won't you help me, girl? Soon as you can. Whatever. <laughs> but uh that's all for Christopher Brown. What do you have? Um So at the end of the day you you want Chris Brown to be guilty to protect the culture of women not being believed. Yeah, that's the only reason. And I, and I know there are going to be people who going to feel women lie just to be lying. But for people that might be like, uh, like, I just feel like the instances of it happening are not helpful. And, you know, this is a, I hate that, too. But, like, for me, I don't, I don't want her to have experienced the rape. I don't want that either. I know, I, but I'm saying <laughs> for you. That's not the bigger picture is greater than that. Yeah. For me, it is not. You know what I'm saying? Because that was that's what why I'm talking about. You know, I don't think her lying makes a bigger imprint. So I'd rather it be a lie and she not experienced a rape by him. But odds are she done experienced the damn rape. Because the percentage of women who experience rape is high Mm -hmm. as hell. Um That's why we have to I have to have my keys out before I even start walking towards my car so I can get in that hole and go. Is why I don't like being out by myself. Like, it's just why we have to take the precautions that we have to take. That's why you're supposed to have a pistol. I am. Saturday night special. <laughs> I got pepper spray. Pepper spray? Mm-hmm. Pepper spray ain't gonna do nothing but make him mad enough to beat your ass harder. If he can't see, I can get away, wiggle out. If he out. can't see, I'm going for the eyes. I want to get them all in your eyes. Yeah. 
if if you close enough to pepper spray that man, he close enough to reach out and grab you. Yeah, man. but if I'm far, I mean, I'm not gonna shoot somebody because they walking up on me. Like I'm not gonna know. I feel like you wouldn't know until he up on you. Like I'm not gonna assume every man walking up to me <laughs> do the fuck shit. I had my gun out, like nigga, back up, like. He would still be up on me close when I use the gun. No, like. what happens is you have on like a sweatshirt with the pockets on the front with your <laughs> hand on your gun and you turn around facing him, you know, while he at you. And then once you see that it's an aggressive situation, you shoot him through the jacket. <laughs> you shoot him straight through the hoodie. But, but he won't even know it's coming. And you would already know in this at this point that you're in a deep enough situation. <laughs> you can't do that with pepper spray. With pepper right. spray, you got to make gotta that kind of assumption. Out. Yeah, I got to pull it out. And you know, and you got to pull it out with a pistol. You can just have your hands in your pocket. Hey, sir, can I help you? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting some ass from you tonight. <laughs> oh no! Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> Thought I was helpless, didn't you, bitch? <laughs> I hate guns. I grew up around guns. I'm not a gun person. My dad hunted, so you can get one of them. Um, one of them things the natives used to use, where they, you know, to put the little, blow the little dart? arrow. That's it, a blow, blow dart. dart. <laughs> you get a blow dart. Now, you, you still lose the effect. You still lose the effect. But you, you can't get, do that through a exactly, sweater. Exactly. You get a little poison <laughs> on the dart. Just blow that thing at their neck. The way my luck is, is that I would have it in my pocket, and it would go through my sweatshirt and stick me out, poison my damn self. <laughs> and then I'd just be unconscious. <laughs> Just help him out. Why? I feel like he would walk away. <laughs> I feel like I feel like he don't know what exactly just happened to you. <laughs> and he don't want this to be murder. Like <laughs> he was like, listen, I was just willing to settle for a sexual assault. I wasn't trying to get a, a potential murder and she might be dead. <laughs> so I'm leaving. I feel like he gonna go look for some more live meat. He gonna be like, I'm not Ted Bundy. Like the guy, uh, I don't want to get into that. Go, what's it? What do you have? <laughs> um, I'm going to go into politics for a minute. Jesus. Um, it ain't really about the shutdown, which is shutdown. ended for three weeks. Well, for three weeks, <laughs> twenty-one days. But this is one hell of a chess move on the White House's part. This is what they've been playing chess. Okay. So, Donald Trump don't want to give shit for the immigrants, but he want his wall. Yes. He says $5 billion for wall, nothing for the immigrants, take it or leave it. Nancy Pelosi say, leave that shit. Yep. Donald Trump says, um, Nancy Pelosi, uh, $5 billion for my border wall and temporary protected status extensions and DACA recipients limited, you know, um, extension. Mm-hmm. Um, take it or leave it. She say, "Nope, leaving that shit. Ain't no way in hell. You about to give us a little bit of the shit you took away. <laughs> you took away <laughs> temporary protected status. You took away the DACA recipient protections. You're not finna uh, haggle with us about a border wall for shit you took away, and you're giving us less of what it was like before you took it away. No." Donald Trump says, okay, well, um, shut down the government. You know, he said, until you give me my border wall, this government may be shut down for weeks, months, maybe years, hell. Nancy Pelosi said, all right. 
Whatever. Now, shutdown is continuing. Nancy Pelosi jump out in the motherfucker and say, hey, you know what? You're supposed to be giving a State of the Union at the House. I don't think that's a good idea because the government ain't, ain't, ain't uh, being funded. So the people that will protect you makes you being here a safety hazard. So we're going to postpone this until the government open. Now, Trump, in Trump fashion, very irresponsible, very quickly jumps out and stops her from flying across to go visit the troops and to get intel on the ground in Afghanistan. He basically says, well, uh, same thing you said to me, you can't go. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't no real strategy for it. It's just a really, really quick response because he wanted to do something. Now, in this game of chess, which other people have clearly been helping him with, that was a checkers move like a motherfucker because it compromised the rules of national security in terms of you don't let the world know in active war zones that uh, any legislator from America is about to come over there. Mm-hmm. And once they know, because he suggested they fly commercial, you definitely don't send them in no fucking commercial flight. You know what I'm saying? They are probably waiting to kidnap senators and shit over there, the motherfuckers mm-hmm. who are really extremists in their ideals and their goals. And so um, that shit happens. And then, um, so the idea that the Democrats have taken upon is we can't cave to Donald Trump on this shutdown. Because if we cave on this shutdown then of Donald Trump, he will shut down, he shut he down the government every time he wants something because he know we'll cave. We can't cave. That's been their perspective. It will be rewarding bad behavior. The bad behavior being, I'm going to shut down the government to get what I want. Mm-hmm. Mind you, and Michael Bennett is a legislator from somewhere. I don't know who he is. I ain't never heard of him before. He had a whole speech in front of the house that was fucking fantastic. And... I listened to like all 30-something minutes of it, but it's like a little four-minute clip mm-hmm. that that is a really good four minutes breakdown of it. But he was basically saying, um, so Ted Cruz shut down the government in 2013. Mm-hmm. Why, oh, he from Colorado, when Colorado had a bad flood. Mm-hmm. And the flood, the go- he shut, Ted Cruz shut down the government while that was going on. So he couldn't get aid. And so he basically called out Ted Cruz saying the, the congressman uh, was responsible for shutting down the government when my state was underwater. Mm-hmm. While people died, while businesses lost their uh, businesses, and people's lives was changed forever. He had the government shut down for political shit. And he said, it's the business of the congressman why he follows a man that talked about his daddy why he um is willing to enact eminent domain in his state of texas taking land from ranchers he said if any legislator in colorado said we're gonna build a wall across the rockies and to do it we're gonna steal land from the farmers and the ranchers it ain't a legislator in the state that would say we're gonna do this Mm -hmm. and then he went on to talk about how during the obama term they had a bill written bipartisan by uh, that gave $46 billion for wall uh, for border security. Mm-hmm. This was to enhance the wall that was there. Mm-hmm. This was to add drones. This was to double the amount of security aid. Everything that they're saying now, the only reason that the Republican majority voted no is because it was under Obama. This bill gave two, three times as much as, as was on the table last time for it with the DACA protections and the $24 billion that they had mm-hmm. put up there. Um, but, and so, dialing it back, 
um, it goes back to this game of chess. Donald Trump, um, so Nancy Pelosi, they that's been their position. So we not we can't cave. And at that point, ain't no movement now because Donald Trump said, I want my wall. Nancy Pelosi said, you can't do shit. Uh, and she said that you can't, we're not going to do that, that uh, address the nation until the government back open. That makes Trump opening the government for three weeks a hell of a chess move because Nancy Pelosi said, we're not negotiating until you open the government back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Democrats are going to have to negotiate. Otherwise, the blame for this shutdown is going to shift very, very swiftly to the Democrats. Mm-hmm. They got to negotiate. And the reality is they have to come out of this with a realistic negotiation. But I do think that how this played out, I think this would be appropriate to negotiate now. I don't think Trump will feel like he can shut down the government again mm-hmm. after this and not be blamed and, and get what he wants. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is he ain't going to get all of what he wants. No. Uh, but he gonna give stuff that's gonna make his base angry. And, and Coulter and um all them people mm-hmm. Bill or all them people who be calling him out for shit. He got to give some DACA shit. He gonna have to give some illim- illegal uh or uh immigrant mm-hmm. um what word I'm trying to use? Concessions. He gonna have to give some of that to the Democrats. Yeah. You know, but this Somebody helped him with this one hell of a chess move. I don't know what they hired, but like Democrats got to get with this shit now. Um, but what I wanted to talk about this that wasn't even it. That's just that's just shit been on my mind. But Kamala Harris, you know Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. She came out to run for president, mm-hmm. and the first thing that we doing as a community is shaming the fuck out of her, like. The Russians don't even got to do no goddamn work. Like, what are we... I'm trying to figure out what are we doing. We are sitting here wanting to hold somebody so deeply to the level of what we understand as supportive for our community that we're isolating everybody and kicking everybody out that could potentially come to be the ally that we need them to be. And so she has a problematic history as it pertains to her role as a prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Apparently, her con- her wrongful conviction rate is high, and not maybe not high, but higher than you would think. Somebody who is supposed to be running for a position that's going to take justice serious, mm-hmm. you know, and the amount of people she went after for like petty drug cases and little the shit that has impacted black the black community mm-hmm. she has a lot of critics from that the difficult part about this dialogue is that like for a woman in the legal system i don't think she has very much control over and Colin you can give some input to this yeah um but the way that you enhance your career in a system that's broken and run by white people and white men, you like, I don't know how else you rise in a system like that. Mm -hmm. Like you can't walk, you don't choose to be a prosecutor and think you're going to go in here and change how judges make their decisions about cases. No, and it's an elected um, position. Yeah, like she, the reality is she chose the wrong profession. 
starting off. If she has values that are beneficial to the black community, she chose the wrong profession because that place ain't the place to do it. Mm -hmm. But I really don't fault her for how she had to exist in that system, given that she made a bad choice of where to be anyway. Mm -hmm. And I just hate that we, like we got so many people out here that are running for president. Apparently nobody really liked uh, Kamala Harris and uh, because of that past mm -hmm. and Elizabeth Warren, because she took a, a fucking DNA ancestry test like the little bitty things in which we're kicking people out is the same reason that Donald Trump ass got propelled to the top and that the best solution we could put out or the Democratic Party could put out was Hillary Clinton because we, through our support, eliminated everybody else. Mm -hmm. Like we, as, as, as Democrats, and I, I don't like saying we when I say Democrats. I don't like being affiliated with no party. But I vote Democrat. You know what I'm saying? I vote because their ideals fit with mine right now. Mm. Maybe that should have changed one day. Maybe they'll change to independent or maybe they'll change to Republican. But that Hillary Clinton shit, the DNC has something to do with it. But we did a lot of that shit to ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We are so critical. And I understand. Because, you know, Democrats are supposed to be the party of, of justice. Mm-hmm. To where Republicans are a party of liberty. And liberty is the cost of the group for the benefit of the individual. And justice is the cost of the individual for the benefit of the group. But I just think that sometimes that idea gets so wound up in what they expect the group to have from a politician. Mm hmm that like nobody is good enough. Nobody is good enough. Whether it's they pass, whether it's how they say stuff, uh, and the reality is, even with even with President Obama, he did a lot more for the black community than any president has ever done. Even though it was fucking very very little, mm -hmm. but he did a lot for the black community. But the amount of the the little, when I say it's very very little, that's just in stark comparison to how the non-existent amount of shit that any president has done for the black community made a difference. But President Obama's existence, what it did, though, more than anything, is show black kids that's alive that this is something that you can make it to. Because before this, it wasn't number white men. Yep. And now you got an opportunity for Julian Castro, who is Latino, which would be very, very helpful for young Latinos in this country to see a man like him that can go up to be uh, a running for president if he don't even win. Mm -hmm. And you got Kamala Harris, who is uh, half Jamaican, half native, you know, who it would be very helpful for those, uh, those na the native groups and the immigrant uh, uh, Jamaican groups mm -hmm. to, to see. You know, you got Cory Booker, you know, He's really, really light-skinned. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know what his lineage is, but hey, bringing light skin back in the art. Like, I'm joking in, in this manner, but like, we have got to come up with a real standard by which we accept these people and a template for how we hold them accountable for what they say. What they've done is what they've done, but like, I want to hear what Kamala Harris have to say about the shit she done and how she's going to rectify it if she even acknowledges it. I want to hear what Elizabeth Warren 
says that she's going to do. I want to hear what Julian Castro and all of these candidates say they're going to do. And I think we should take that for its word and hold them accountable for it so that they know that if they don't do that shit, they're going to get fucked up. Look at Trump. Look at Trump. The only reason Trump is doing this shit is because he chose the first path to go to. He chose tax reform and he chose health care reform. And those were the two things he took. He could have chosen uh, immigration and border wall to get that shit passed during the majority. Mm hmm. He could have. He, he didn't have time to do all three. He could have done. He only had time to do two. He made his choices. But you know what? He's holding steadfast to the people who voted him in and the shit they want. To the point. To the point again. These justices on the court, on the Supreme Court, to the point of shutting down the government for this damn wall. He is bound to making his promises. And imagine if. We had the power behind us to hold democratic legislators to their, their promises and force them and make them feel compelled to do this shit because we holding them that level of accountable. Now, Trump is doing this more so for, because of his own um, psychological bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know, like go. he needs validation. Yeah. But if we can get our candidates to realize that we going to hold them accountable by what they say, even if some of your past is shady because this is the like this is the same shit the Russians did to discount the people that we had up there. This is what they were aiming to do. They were aiming to invalidate anybody that would put opposition up against Trump. And they did a good fucking job of it. We can't do that shit to ourselves. I mean, she just announced and all these think pieces coming out about how she fucked up as a prosecutor. Why do we want her as a president type shit? Come on, man. Anyway, it's time, man. It, it's time. It's time to be thinking about who the fuck going to be the next president, yes, man. Yes, it is. Yes, and if y'all think that this shit going to be a cakewalk, nope. it is not. Mm -mm. Because the risk is Donald Trump having another four years. We need somebody that can realistically do this shit. And you know what? To be honest... To be honest, I think if Kamala Harris did run as a prosecutor and Donald Trump had to, and Donald Trump chose to be critical of her prose, prosecutorial past, mm -hmm. I think that'll look bad on him because he have to be attacking law enforcement when he's been an adamant, adamant proponent of supporting law enforcement. That would fuck him up if he had to use that strategy against her. That would be that would be a uh, that would be a dynamic to see. Anyway, I'm you know I had to get on my soapbox about politics for a minute. <laughs> um, Taraje is trying to corset Michelle herself. Is that how you say the I at the end of her name? Taraje. That ain't that ain't no damn sound of I mate. You think it's Taraji? Well, I makes that sound in some context, but never make a. It's Taraje. I don't know why it's Taraje, but it's Taraje. I mean, I, I know the I know the history of ghetto names. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know that it don't have to make no logical sense, but I'm just saying. I always say Taraji. I got a client that named her kid that, and I saw it on her paperwork. I was like, oh, come on, man, Jesus! By the time that kid get old, ain't nobody anyhow. You know what? You should go back to the year that that client was born to see what movie. Taraje was in to see where the hell she named this kid that from. It, the kid ain't nothing but 
four. 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 What was going on four years ago? That would have been 2015. I don't know. I don't keep up with Empire Charizard. started? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> but, so, Taraji and Erica Badu both had made statements that, in regards to uh, R. Kelly, that got people upset. Taraji tweeted out a tweet that said, she, just, she I just searched for mute Harvey Weinstein and couldn't find anything and then the little emoji with the thinking face so a couple of things about that Traje Mute R. Kelly is Mute R. Kelly because R. Kelly makes music and so you stop listening to his music Mute Harvey Weinstein would make no fucking sense because he doesn't do music Um, so that would even if there was a hashtag that wouldn't have been it (laughs) Um, so you try, and I'm so sick and tired of people saying, well, white folk, white men, but I don't care. Like it doesn't <laughs> invalidate R. Kelly being a fuck nigga for doing what he did. Like to say Harvey Weinstein, first of all, I wish people stopped using Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein was, he has charges pending. We know how slow our justice system is. So it's not, he gonna get a court date right after they charge this nigga. His everything fell the fuck apart like his life fell apart at the moment when all of this shit was coming out about him okay so let's not act like he didn't have no repercussions whatsoever behind what the fuck he did and even if he didn't does that excuse like the idea of well white men do it and they don't get in trouble so r kelly should be okay like no everybody who commits rapes everybody that sexually assaults they're all bad people <laughs> like they're all fucked up i don't care what color their skin is and so you know, if your defense of r kelly is well white men do it and don't get in trouble you need to have a real nice conversation with yourself <laughs> because that don't even make sense you're not even saying he didn't do it you saying well harvey weinstein like what taraje don't do this okay you got people who love you because you was cookie on empire and you spoke to to hood bitches are everywhere okay don't do this this ain't the hill for you to die on taraji this ain't it this ain't it this is so unnecessary this is an unnecessary tweet you got this little punk ass movie coming out which i wasn't gonna watch the movie anyway because it doesn't she's gonna be in what men want Mel Gibson was in a movie called What Women Want, and so this is like the female perspective where he could hear what women were thinking. She's supposed to be able to hear what men could think. And Erica Badu plays the psychic in the movie that gives her the ability to hear what men are thinking. I wasn't really with it anyway, so I wasn't gonna go watch the movie any fucking way. But for the people who do like you and would go see, like this ain't the hill for you to die. Uh, really, R. Kelly? This the same way I felt like Trump was not the hill for Chrisette Michelle to down was not it. <laughs> this ain't it for you, Taraji. This ain't it. Why? Okay. <laughs> First thing is, uh, a woman being able to being able to read men's minds would be utterly disgusting and terrifying to a woman. Yes. Okay. <laughs> if she walked through the mall and could hear whatever man she looked at, she would be hearing so much crazy shit. She'll be hearing some man saying. Man, that girl was fine, man. I'm going to go to the bathroom and beat my meat. <laughs> and then you'll see him going straight to the bathroom. 
You know what I'm saying? Oh my god! You'll see a conversation between two two dudes talking about man, it ain't rape. <laughs> no, it wasn't rape. <laughs> she didn't have to say yes. She didn't say no. Oh my god! You know what I'm, I'm just saying. It would be terrifying, but that's uh, the movie isn't gonna. You hear that. some dudes like, "Why is 16 the age of consent? <laughs> Ten year olds can say yes." Like it's a crazy shit. It is, and even motherfuckers like me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't have no crazy ass, nasty ass, illegal ass talks. <laughs> but you know, sometimes I'd be like, that my meat just done came out of my boxes hole. <laughs> I can't, and I can't, I can't shake in public. <laughs> Let me go over to a corner and you know, kind of like <laughs> position it so I can and pull my boxes to the side a little bit. Like just little shit like that. I don't. That's none of those things are gonna be in this movie. Why Although, my, why my pee, why my meat been burning when it peed? <laughs> I need to go get checked. I feel like you. It would just be a whole mall full of women hearing this crazy shit. I mean, what did she really? What did he really think? Men gonna be saying all in bulk, all in one place. This movie is gonna be so unrealistic <laughs> about what men saying. Like you is not finna hear no man having no conversation about how he could be better in relationships. No. You know, my damn faults is on my own. I sit here and hold my emotions in <laughs> and I never talk about that shit to the woman who say that she is there for me. And you know what? I know she there for me. I keep fucking myself up in this society and it's toxic masculineness that made me feel like if I open up and reach out to her that I'm weak. And I can't hold my own and I can't hold my own family up. She you think that shit is what she finna be hearing? No. Hell no. Oh, oh the no preview, that was first off. Oh, the preview, the only thoughts that they show for you to want to go see the movie is she playing pool. I guess she's on a date with a guy and a girl walked by and he like, Oh, she got a fat ass. And then she hit him with the pool cue because she heard what he was thinking. And then um some white man thinking stupid like it wasn't it's nothing like what you described i know it's gonna be disney <laughs> shit that's the only way this movie gonna work it can't be realistic yeah it can't be because this will be disgusting <laughs> like imagine 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 the, the serial killers in the mall the functional psychopaths oh my god that would be so scary i would exactly never want, I, I would never i would never want that power never don't want to hit mm-mm I'd rather be ignorant to what y'all are thinking. I don't need to know. But that was your first. And, and you know what? What would black women be thinking if this was a black man situation? The male gifts is a different situation. Yeah, it was black white men, women. They'd be thinking about quick weaves. <laughs> they sew in when their next appointment is. I would not like be thinking about shit. any of those. Yeah, it would be functional. Functional shit. shit. Yeah. Makeup. The best makeup brand to wear is my makeup running. <laughs> oh, my stocking got a run in it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh shit, I lost the earring. Like men will be utterly irritated by the shit they was hearing. I think that nigga cheating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. Cheating on me, but I love him. <laughs> <laughs> or like we look at other women like, oh, I wish I had her ass. Like it would be things like that. Yeah, we'd be irritated. We'd be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> None of this is useful. <laughs> None of this is helping me. <laughs> I don't want to know natural health or kink regimens. <laughs> this don't make sense. You know, second point. I 
Did you just walk into America yesterday, Taraji? <laughs> no, you didn't. Because I've seen evidence of you being in America because you're in shit. Your fucking name is Taraji. You gonna tell me in Hollywood, making it up to where you done made that you ain't realize how shit is different for black people out here? Your name is Taraji. <laughs> I hate that the white counterpart to a black person is going to have a better experience in this world. Yes. That don't mean that the black person should be able to get away with more shit. It really means our society should focus on making sure that the motherfuckers getting away with shit get more consequences. Yes. So that don't take away no consequences <laughs> from the black folks. It just add consequences to the white folks. Yes. So whatever R. Kelly getting, he is supposed to get <laughs> Harvey Weinstein just supposed to get equal or the same. Yep. So advocate for that shit. Like create hashtag. Put on your on your profile. I created hashtag. Don't watch Harvey or whatever. Yeah, because it ain't gonna be. You mute. know what I'm saying? That don't make no sense. <laughs> and, and you know what? For anybody who who debates, for anybody who argues, for anybody to bring up anything, let me tell you something. There is a window. By which, if you bring up another topic, when talking about one, it's going to look like a classic deflection, and it's going to look like you are trying to cape for that situation. Yes. If you, if somebody, if the topic of today is R. Kelly fucking people, and you walk in and say Harvey Weinstein, (laughs) even if you have the best intentions, even if your intentions to highlight the horrible shit that is Harvey Weinstein, the... Perception is that you don't want to talk about R. Kelly. The perception is you're pointing out something that potentially may be worse than R. Kelly. Hence, people are going to think that you're caping for R. Yep. Kelly. That just how it's going to look. It's the same shit for Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. It's the same shit for sexual abuse. Like, R. Kelly shit, when R. Ke- when, uh, when the doc- documentary came out and mm-hmm. it focused on um, sexual abuse towards women. Mm-hmm. People came out talking about some, what about men getting sexually abused? <laughs> See, that shit, it invalidates what the topic is at hand because ain't no boys got sexual abused in this shit immediately. R. Kelly got sexual abused 50 fucking years ago and didn't do nothing about it mm-hmm. and became a monster, okay? Yep. We ain't talking about boys' sexual abuse right now. We talking about what those boys become and who they fuck up. And were you talking about it before the documentary came? Were you out here saying... Boys are being sexually abused. We need to do something about it. Was this something that you were doing stuff for prior to? No, they were oh. saying boys will be boys <laughs> while they was touching on little girls and getting in trouble at school. That's yeah. what they were doing. So there's a window by which you is, is if you address something while something else is going on, you're going to be perceived mm-hmm. as caping. And Taraji, this R. Kelly shit ain't moved far enough. You pretty much going to have to wait until another extremely horrible white person get outed to bring up a white person name with this. R. Kelly is just at the top tier of it right now. Yep. And you know what? Bill Cosby below him. And Harvey Weinstein is below him. Yep. But we can't sit here with the idea that we don't know what America is. Say, I didn't see any Harvey Weinstein sh- I mean... First of all, it's so the time frame of... When Harvey Weinstein, when that shit was going on, it was everywhere. The same way this was it. It was everywhere. Everybody was talking about Harvey Weinstein. All of these different actresses were coming out with experiences that they had had. 
fucking Terry Crews came out around that time talking about how he had been um, sexually assaulted. All, that was huge at that fucking time. So let's not act like this was swept under the rug type shit, okay? When that Harvey Weinstein shit, it was everywhere. We, we were talking about it for weeks. Like it was everywhere. The same way that this is everywhere now. So don't do that. Like that ain't even a valid argument because one, this didn't just come out about um Harvey Weinstein. Ain't no documentary just come out about fucking Harvey Weinstein. So of course, the way that is is not talked about currently because it isn't a current event. <laughs> the fucking R. Kelly um documentary is current. That's current. It's on. It was. It just went off on Lifetime. So I just again this ain't it this ain't the hill this is it you really want to go down you want your career to go down like chrisette michelle in her biography her downward spiral is gonna be started with trump becoming president that's the hill that she chose that's a terrible hill to write you want r kelly pedophile extraordinaire to be the hill that you kill your career on really bitch R. Kelly, Taraji, come on. You smarter than this. You made it as far as you've made it in Hollywood with your name being Taraji. Okay? It ain't Oprah levels of my name is Oprah and y'all white people gonna still have to respect it. <laughs> but it's Taraji. Come on. You 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 work too hard for this. Really? This was you okay. And I ain't even a fan of her. I don't give a fuck about Taraji. Okay. I didn't I ain't no Empire person. I tried to watch that shit. I don't get why people were so into it. Honestly, don't get it. Wasn't my cup of tea. Wasn't for me. Okay. But I can respect the hustle that she has. And for you to just fuck it up behind R. Kelly, like, girl, what? Sit the fuck down. Ain't no, I couldn't find mute uh, Harvey Weinstein. Of course not. He don't make music, bitch. What? Do you not understand why it's mute R. Kelly? <laughs> Harvey Weinstein don't make no fucking music. Oh, God. But, yeah, so Taraji might want to shut the fuck. Her and Erica. Just hush. I wish people would just stop. If you support R. Kelly still, that's your business, but, like, maybe that's something you need to just keep to your fucking self at this point. Maybe Erica Badu just getting all the shit out of her system until uh, next lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe she need to have a motherfucking window seat, goddamn. Several. Several window seats. Jesus. I was like, come on. This is not what you need to. This ain't what you need. Then you know you got a movie coming out to write, like, and the movie gonna flop. I'm gonna be honest with you. It is not a movie that a lot of people gonna be interested in seeing. That's just what it is. Mel Gibson, when he made that movie, was he was in the height. Before all of the anti-Semitic shit happened. And people, it still wasn't that huge of a movie. So, like, this shit gonna flop. Even without her saying shit about R. Kelly, it was gonna be a flop. It's just not, the concept of the movie is just, eh. What else you got? Uh, what else do I have? Um... <laughs> It popped right up to the that bitch line shirt. <laughs> I saw that shit and I was like, what? Um, I mean, Kanye West got tiger stripes in his head. Okay. And he's suing Rockefeller and EMI. 
Jay Z is suing Rockefeller because Kanye is suing. I mean, Kanye is suing Jay Z and Rockefeller because he's saying that the Blueprint album production that Kanye did put put Jay Z them on the map and led him led Kanye to being requested to produce the albums of Cameron and Beanie Siegel and other people. Kanye, that you looking at that shit backwards, bro? <laughs> That them choosing you, the you to produce this shit put you up yes. to where they would choose you to do this. They don't owe you shit for that. <laughs> he doing this shit all wrong. I don't want to talk about Kanye. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about these uh, Covington Catholic kids. I think we talked about that shit last week, right? They're the ones that were talking about the the Nate, all the, the Catholic Native Ameri- kids yeah. that had the Native American hats on, and then Nathan, it, yes. not Nathan Phillips. What's the man? The the Native man's name? I don't. His name is Nathan Phillips. Um, the white kid name is Nick Sam, and they pretty much got into a stare off. Yeah, he was hitting the thing like a drum. Yeah. yeah. Now, all of this started because of some black Hebrew Israelites. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. I am no closer to knowing what the fuck they are. It, it, clearly, they are identified as a hate group, and I think they identify themselves as black supremacists. Oh. So I think they're intentionally. As aggressive as they believe that white supremacy has been aggressive to black people, to white people. So I think that's on purpose. Because I was trying to think, are these just some isolated old assholes? Or is this just what black Hebrew Israelites do when it comes to white people? And I think that's the case. That when you go watch videos of them on YouTube, they're just being dickheads to white people all over the place. But are they are they hoteps? Or are they different from hotels? They, I think they're different from hotel. I mean, I think it comes from the same like core, but I think they just got different methods of talking about shit. I really think hotels is like uh, it's pseudo black black Israelite okay. to me. Like listening to a Kendrick Lamar album, I think that's closer to black Hebrew Israelite shit. Um, so are they as? adamant that so hotels believe that we're the more divine you know no, i think that's what i think that's what the um i think that's what they black hebrew is like believe. hotels do too believe that we're gods and god well the, no, i think it's pseudo i don't think it's based in doctrine and i don't think it's evidence-based i think it's like I think it's like they hear that shit and be like that sound cool and they go with it <laughs> and they, it just like get over exemplified by shit like yada I just don't yeah, think he like when you go to black Hebrew Israelites like they got uh they can explain they whole shit to your ass mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I don't think hotels can do that I don't know I, I don't know I'm just look somebody correct me please well, I don't, I'm I trying to figure this seriously out seriously doubt hotels no to us. no fucking definitions in this in, in the I, that I can find about what black Hebrew Hebrew Israelites are um but it's only one point that I wanted to bring up in this whole situation um. Some of my very conservative friends and other people I've seen post things said that these kids' lives have been ruined by the media. The only way, the only way to ensure that a young white kid in America's life is ruined is for them to be dead. (laughs) Let's make that clear. There is no, there is nothing that happens in a young white kid's life that will taint him. Brock Turner raped somebody a goddamn year before his life went back to normal. So you think these white kids standing in front of a native 
who this situation was clearly provoked by some assholes. Mm-hmm. But this is what's going to ruin their life? You can rape a motherfucker behind a trash can and not get your life ruined. What the fuck are you talking about? I just can't. Like, I can't get with the idea that somebody believe that this shit ruins these kids' lives. In what way were their lives ruined? Because the original report was just about this video. The original report didn't have anything about the black Hebrew Israelites. The original report said that this kid was utterly disrespectful and was looking at this man and smirking. And they were doing the tomahawk motions with their arms and they were being utterly offensive. And they got on these Make America Great Again hats which they shouldn't have had on because this was a Catholic event and it should have been politicized. They shouldn't have been able to wear them hats and the chaperones who were there should have been able to direct them into a situation where they were out of this. Like, it's a lot of people that failed these kids, okay? But even if that part was true, even if we didn't hear any about any of the other stuff and that, that story was what the story actually was. Those kids' lives ain't going to be ruined by that. Like, it's going to be like, we're going to be like, fuck them kids, that's terrible. But ain't nobody else, for, then nothing's going to happen to them kids. They're going to go right back to their Catholic school and, 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 that's and graduate the thing. and go to whatever college they want to go to. And that's another component of it, you know. People have also been saying, and what he's, because what happened is they, they bought a PR firm. His parents got a PR firm to tell him what to say. And I don't think it's representative of what happened at all. As Nathan Phillips came out and said, he lying like hell. Like, when he went on TV, he lied. You know, that's, like, I imagine some words exchanged or some ways he was acting before and after indicated that he was being a little smug asshole. But because some people were trying to defend him with that, the PR firm went with it and, and, and caught on to it like that. Um, but another dynamic to this situation is that People have been defending these kids' action by saying they have every right to stand there if they're not, you know, being violent and if they're not causing this. I mean, you got every right to stand right in the space where somebody pull a fucking pistol out if you want to. It's the same argument that was made with them tiki torches and shit. No, what I'm saying is in this situation, they say he has every right to stand there the way he was standing. But if, if he would have pulled out a knife, he would have ran away. So the dialogue is not about whether you actually have the right to be there, but it's how much you respect the person in front of you, I think. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's our job as individuals to protect our own space. Mm -hmm. And I will teach my kids that if somebody is aggressive in front of you and somebody is in front of you and you're confused by their actions, you need to remove yourself from that environment. You don't need to stand there because you fucking can. Because if that aggressive person pull out a chopper on your ass, you're going to be the first one to get blew away. I practice that in my life right now. If I walk up to Walmart doors and I see some dudes put on their ski masks <laughs> when they, as soon as I walk in and I still got an opportunity to run back to my car, you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to say I have every right to shop in Walmart today. How dare these mask hooligans put these masks on and jeopardize my shopping. I'm running the fuck back to my car and <laughs> calling the police and say, look, Walmart and Pelham is getting fucked up right now. I'm safe. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you know, so the idea that just because you can stand in front of these people is not an excuse for if some bullshit happened when you could have removed yourself. And I don't even blame these kids fully from my pers- 
uh, profession perspective, kids are expected to be the irrational motherfuckers. Yes. Kids are expected to be inexperienced and not know how to handle these situations. But where the fuck would the chaperones for these look like 200 goddamn kids? Where were the chaperones? Where were the people saying, okay, kids, come on. These black Israelites, these 10 black Israelites over here, it's not, you can't get away from them. No, yes, you can. You can <laughs> completely remove yourself. Go inside of a building or something. Like, there was so many shits they could do. You know what I'm saying? And I just, I just came here to say about this situation that it ain't shit that can happen in a white kid's life <laughs> that ruins their life. Okay? Not shit. Um, at least ideologically. Like clearly they can get shot in the fucking spine and <laughs> that shit change shit. But it's very little that can be done. This basically this shit right here ain't fucked up these kids' lives. No. It might have helped their lives. It might have helped craft them a fucking political um pathway in their life. Yeah. Not only that. But these kids are two to three years away from being adult. Yep. I don't know why people think that there's a big ass gap between the shit they doing now and what, and what they would do in three damn years. Yep. If you think that this was appropriate. Is it only appropriate because they kids? What if they did this shit while they were grown? Which is two or three years. Yep. You know? That's all I wanted to say about that shit. Um I wanted to mention that Jay Z and Meek Mill announced a $50 million criminal justice reform organization headed by Van Jones, which they plan on helping a million people get released from jail within the next five years. And I think that this is people who Meek Mill identified when he came out. Uh, there's people in there over $90 bonds and shit who've been in jail for a year just because they don't got no family that's willing to do nothing for them and, and they don't have the money mm -hmm. to post 90 fucking dollars to not be in jail. And so the justice system just allows people to be in this system deteriorating mm -hmm. when the solution is just that simple. Yeah. And, and apparently, like, this going on all over the country. Not only that, but, like, Meek Mill been on probation since he was a kid. That's what he, yeah. 17, 18 years old, a situation happened where, and I don't know if you know what happened, but... um. The police officer said he pointed a gun at five police officers and they apprehended him. And his point is, what black man in America do you know that can hold a gun up to five police officers and, and come away. out of it alive? He said that is is not true. They lied about the situation. You know what I'm saying? Because it ain't no black person up to this point that have had a fake gun in front of police officers that didn't get shot in some of these interactions. Mm -hmm. Let alone if you pull up a gun and point it at them. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I wanted to shout out that organization. And the last thing I'm going to say is, listen, man, y'all take care of your physical and mental health. Um, the coroner has ruled that Kim Porter died of lumbar, low bar pneumonia. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Kevin Barnett, which is one of the writers from, um, rail, the series died of complications from pancreatitis. Your body is a functional machine. If some shit going on with your body that you don't think is normal, it's time to get that shit checked out, man. It There's so many silent killers out here. Um, and I got to do a better job myself at that shit, which I'm working myself to. I'm going to get myself a primary physician. I'm um, going to get some checkups because 
ever since I had like this infection, my bacterial infection, I've been my shit been kind of weird. Like my yeah. mouth has been much much drier mm. than it was. Um, my saliva has been thicker than it was. Like these are shits I noticed, and mm-hmm. I can notice them in, intently because. I really have been sick for 34 years. Mm-hmm. I've never had a bacterial infection that I can remember. And I had the first one now. And like now, I found out I'm allergic to amoxicillin, which was the first antibiotic they gave me yep. to fix the fucking bacterial infection. Amoxicillin is going to be the first. That's always they go to. But now that you're allergic. <laughs> I took it and my throat started closing up. And I didn't go to the hospital. I ate ice cream. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to stop this inflammation. And it worked. But I was like, I ain't taking this shit no more. And then I went and got one that actually helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have gout undiagnosed. Um, but I think it's gout. My daddy got gout. It's, it's in the family. Uh, but I haven't been to go get the medication that will help me avoid this. Um, now that I've had an outbreak, or not an outbreak, but a flare-up of gout that was pretty, pretty significant for me mm-hmm. um as it was in my elbow and some other pain frustrations have come from that um i need to do that and now i won't be eating pork which is huge for you it is huge and i don't <laughs> want to do it but i will not be eating pork until until i have another flare-up with gout which is for two purposes if I never get a flare up, then pork was the reason, and it's worth not eating pork to not have a gout flare up. Mm-hmm. If I don't eat pork and I still have a flare up, then it don't matter if I eat pork. <laughs> Look like I'm gonna have a flare up. But gout is connected to. Okay, if you don't know nothing about gout, I'm gonna tell you what gout is before I go. Gout is uh, when these little crystallized shaped blood crystals named uh, uric acid builds up in your blood. And for some reason, it all directs to one of your joints. Mm -hmm. It's usually in the foot, but it can go to any major joint. It can go to your neck. It can go to your elbow. It can go to any major joint. And it it severely limits your ability to use that joint because all them crystals just pack up in it. And they crystal, so they sharp. So they're like sticking in your joint. And that's where the pain from gout comes from. Now, what increases your uric acid flow to one of those joints is a um it's something in food called purines pork is high in purines turkey is high in purines asparagus is high in purines and um organ foods like liver gizzards uh, even skin like chicken skin problem mm-hmm. for purines so the idea is i'm gonna cut back on all these things that's high in purines and see how much and my diet being impacted by this is going to keep me from having these flare-ups. The problem is, I don't really have them that often. So, but I'm going to give it a shot. But take care of y'all health, man. There's so many things out here that we can feel all right today and be damn near dead tomorrow. So, if you feel like something in your body is not the way it's been, please check on it. Um, But you got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.